0: Hey all root here, the soon-to-be non-green equipped warlock with a pet for any occasion here with Freckleface.
1: Hey, it's Freckleface, Gourmet Chef and Ambassador of the Alliance.
0: And we are here with episode four of our full length podcast here at Hearthcast.com. We've got quite an exciting show this week. We've got a lot of email questions, so we'll, we'll grab two of those. We'll be talking about grouping. Freckleface always has her word of the week. We
1: have a golden auction tip, we have Freckleface's engineering tip of the week. And we're going to go over some patch notes.
0: Then we're going to have a little bit of a funny WoW story.
1: And tell you what's coming up next week.
0: So, Freckleface, tell me, what is going on with you this week in the World of Warcraft?
1: Well, this week, Root, I decided to respec to combat. I was a subtlety rogue, and I was kind of hoping to go for some more DPS. And I think it did help, but what I kind of sacrificed was my ability to get away as quickly.
0: So what's going on with you, Root? I'm still running some heroics. I'm trying to get my gear up. And in the process, we uh, we talked to some of my our guild mates and went back and I got my Jenkins title because I'd get to get a title and I was feeling left out and left behind. So we went and I now have my, my Jenkins title. So got that out of the way.
1: So, Root, what's going on Blizzard?
0: Well, if you noticed during the startup screen this week, Patch 3.1 is now available for download. And if you listen to the shortcast this week, I gave an excellent tip on how to dramatically improve your download speed of that actual patch. So go back, listen to that, get the patch ahead of time, because the server is going to be really bogged down come Patch Tuesday.
1: And you don't want to be waiting three hours to download your patch after you've already been waiting for maintenance.
0: So opening up our email bag here, our first question is from, I believe, Yohan. They're from Gorgonash and the Faces of Azeroth, one of our guildies. Uh, they said, hey, if you don't mind, could you please send me the setup for casting multiple totems with the same macro? So I'm guessing they are a shaman here. And what they're actually talking about is the cast sequence. What Yohan wants to know is how to be able to cast multiple totems with a single button. Whether it be a button on the keyboard or button on their action bar, it doesn't matter. It's the cast sequence command. What I typically recommend is forward slash cast sequence, reset equals four, and then the, the, uh, the totems you're going to actually cast in whatever order you want. So cast sequence, reset equals four, searing totem, comma, mana spring totem, comma, grounding totem, comma, strength of earth totem, whichever ones they they want to actually cast in whatever order they deem proper. Also, you can change it if you're grouped or not. What you do there is you you'd have your cast sequence command, and you open up a bracket, no group, meaning I'm not grouped, you close that bracket off. Reset equals four, then you toss your your totems down. Mana Spring totem, comma, Searing totem. Or if you're in a group, you can do the cast sequence, open bracket, group, close bracket, reset equals four, wind fury totem, comma, Fire Nova totem, whatever the ones you are going to put down in any group instance. And, of course, Yohan, don't worry, because I've sent you that reply in email, and I'm available to help you out in implementing those uh, for you. So if you have any other questions on that, feel free to email me. Contribute at HearthCast.com. And, Freckleface, you said you had one as well.
1: I did. I had another one. It's from Theosa. And it was a question about a patch note which said that heavy junk boxes will no longer have deprecated poison materials and wanted to know what that meant. Um, Basically, when rogues used to make poison, they had to go to the poison vendor, buy the vials, buy the materials and actually craft the poison themselves to put on the daggers or the other other weapons. And a lot of times when you pickpocket mobs you get these junk boxes that you would unlock and you would get those poison materials as a drop. So it's very helpful to have those on hand so you could make your poison. But one of the recent patch changes, you no longer have to craft those poisons. You buy everything directly from the vendor. But some of the junk boxes that you loot are giving out these poison materials, and they're gray items, but they don't and they and they don't do anything. Um, so that's one of the changes that they're making.
0: So basically, the, the junk boxes are just gray items that don't do anything anymore.
1: Exactly, and they're going to be removing that.
0: Okay, that makes sense to me. Now, if you looked on our website this week, uh, we've added a location right across the top for people to contribute to the show. Uh, it's actually called Contribute. You can follow that link and fill in a, sol- a slight form. And that form will let you know uh, your name, email address, your character's tune name, the server you're on, uh, whether or not it is a question for us, or if you'd like to be so, you know, considered for an interview, uh, just fill in that form and you'll be able to get a hold of us that way. We also added a little realm status bar on there, a little button on there, rather, that lets you know the status of our realm, whether it's up, down, what the population currently is on there. Uh, We've added a couple more links. If you would like your site to be linked to us, uh, we'd appreciate a link back. Again, just send us your site information to to contribute at hearthcast.com, and we will look at your site and exchange links with you there. We are now actually linked to Wowhead, uh, for their items, if you look back a couple days, on um, the Auction House tip on the short cast I did, we talked about Berean Leather. If you hovered over that, it actually gets the uh, link directly from Wowhead for that item. So you actually see it pop up. And just a little bit of a in-house note, the just a Minutes are now being called, what are we calling them now? Shortcasts. <laughs> that's right. So that was a pop quiz for you there. So we call them those shortcasts now, which, you know, is something that's kind of appropriate since... We are both gnomes in the game, and we're short. Well, you are. <laughs> so, um, Freckleface, what are we gonna talk about with with grouping? You know, it's it's one of the main fundamental core aspects of the game. You can't solo the entire game yourself. Uh, you're gonna have to be in a group. So, what are we talking about with grouping?
1: Well, we're gonna run it down to basically three points. You know different types of groups, the etiquette of being in groups, and how to run your own.
0: So, when I look at the different types of groups, uh, the ones I see are typically you know, if I'm going to be solo questing uh, or or a group quest. So if I am running around trying to get some quests done, I may group up with somebody else to help me get that quest done. I can get it done faster. They may be able to heal me or take care of some mobs, whatever the case might be. Typically, what I look for in that Instance is somebody that I enjoy, somebody I, that I'm a friend with, that I get along with, who doesn't mind hanging out with me, who has the same goals. Maybe we're doing daily quests or they're on the same quest or you know, area. And it's okay to, you know, we have fun as we're going through everything together. Um, now, there are some quests out there that you have to be in a group quest. It says number of suggested players, three, four, five, seven, whatever it is. On that, I just kind of go with whoever's available. Um, I'll look around in the, in the LFG or I'll spam uh, in the Zone channel just to find out if anybody else is actually running that quest. And on that one, really, I just take whoever's available and try to make the best out of it. When we're talking about dungeons and instances, I like to try to get in a group where I can be beneficial to that group. Whether you know the group of five people, have someone who's a healer, who can res people, have a tank, have a couple DPSs, have a secondary healer, have some just really kinetic group mix of of classes. And I think you and I were talking about this earlier, Freckleface, you said it's very important in a scenario like this to actually know not only your class, but the other classes in the game.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, it is important to know the different abilities. For example, we went into Obsidian Sanctum, got, you know, maybe to the second mob and realized we didn't have anyone who could decurse and we don't have a mage in the group or someone else that can do that, the mob just keeps healing itself repeatedly. So you do kind of have to know what you're going into as you're making these groups.
0: Right, it's an excellent point. Not only do you need to know your group's ability, but you need to know what's going to be expected of you in that particular quest or dungeon or instance or raid, whatever it is. But don't discount, you know, just a, a completely random pug uh, that you get into and you go like, Geez, this will never work, or you know, I can't. You know, I don't know how we're going to run this. Uh, I completed a number of quests as I was approaching 80 uh, with a pug that I picked up. That every other person in the group was was a paladin, and then there was me, the warlock. And you know, so I ran around with them. We actually had a great time. It Was a lot of fun, and we knocked out the quest pretty quickly. Um, so just you know, don't discount it. Don't you don't need to have the full, you know. Perfect group to go out there with that. Uh, but as long as you have fun with the group and you get it accomplished, pretty much anything rolls in that. So what do you say about etiquette? What's the, what's what's some etiquette tips you can give us there, Freckleface? Well,
1: you know, there's a lot of different a lot of different aspects of etiquette. I think what's on people's mind the most is looting. And um, we did talk extensively about need versus greed a few episodes ago. Um, and the alternate to that is having a master looter. Now, we had, we were in a group route where our mage, he was doing pretty high DPS, but he just had a bad attitude, and at the very end of the boss, he basically needed on everything and ended up winning, obviously.
0: Right, Um, that's a scenario where Master Looter would have been quite helpful for us.
1: It would have been, and that person, we didn't wipe... Or anything like that. I thought we were doing fine, but he apparently we weren't up to his standards, um, and just decided that since he thought we sucked, decided to just take all the take all the loot. But you've been in a situation where a master looter um, didn't quite show the right judgment.
0: Right. I was in a in a in a group in the uh, it was a ten man group that I was in, in in OS, and we had gone through the the whole uh, the whole raid. And at the end, the final boss was down, and he suddenly decided to change the rules of of who was going to get what when they got it. Uh, there was a nice pair of gloves that would have done uh, very well for me. Uh, a nice little uh, yeah, spell bonus on them, and simply because it had a very low—I think it was like a plus five—it was very low healing bonus. He decided, even though I won won the roll, tough luck. It's got some healing abilities. It's going over to Healer. And, that's you know, yeah, I can understand that. I was a little disappointed, but I can kind of understand that. But it went a little further than that in that we actually had two people on the bag that dropped. Two people rolled a 100. And so everybody went, okay, cool, roll off. Well, no, not the Master Looter. The Master Looter decided, well, this person had already won something, so it's not fair to them uh, for the other person. So they went ahead and gave it to the person who hadn't won anything, when clearly a roll-off should have happened. Um, One of the things that this guy did get voted down on, which I thought was kind of ironic, is he tried to set up a scenario at the very beginning that if you did not out-DPS the tank, that you were not eligible for any loot whatsoever. And we lost a lot of people before we actually got a group together, before he changed his mind on proceeding with that. But, you know... What do you do in that scenario where you have, you know, a jerk for a master looter?
1: Well, I mean, there's really nothing you can do if you're at the if you're at the end of the instance. Um, you can just kind of take your emblems maybe and chalk it up to experience. But, I mean, really, if you're with someone that you don't know and you get a bad vibe from them from the beginning, you know, just bow out let them find someone else to replace you that's all i can say because um, you do kind of have to you know keep your own interest in mind and kind of balance that out with like we're talking about etiquette not leaving other people in a bind by you leaving
0: right so that brings up a good point how do you leave a group if, if things aren't working you're not happy the mojo isn't flowing in the group for you how do you leave a group without getting marked as someone who leaves a group
1: well you know if you if you've already had several wipes in the group, then a lot lots of times people will leave and people kind of expect that. If you have a wife to you' just in the middle and you leave at a crucial point, um, yeah, you can get a bad rep for that. So just what you want to do is if you know ahead of time that you need to go, just let them know. If you don't want to be there anymore, just try your best to replace them, to replace yourself actually. And even if you can just let them know that you have to go and stay with them for a few minutes, it's always most polite to let them know a little bit ahead of time that you're going to go give them a chance to find someone else and let them sum them in. You know what the most important thing about grouping is, though, Root?
0: What is the most important thing about grouping, Face?
1: Don't let the game control your real life. If you're getting pressure from your family, meaning, you know, your parents or your spouse obviously that is most important you can't let someone in game make you feel bad about leaving so you can take care of your family
0: right yeah you know, and I've, I've seen that time and time again um and i've you know i've had that happen to myself here where uh dinner's been on the table and i've been in an instance and it's just like oh geez i got involved in an instance i didn't wasn't thinking ahead of time now i've got dinner with the family and what do I do? People are like, oh, just eat here, or just wait, dinner will be there, you know, you got one, this is last boss, and they can really pressure you, and it's a situation where you don't want to go, you know, well, heck with you guys, I want to go eat dinner with the family, and then next time you try to get a group, you're branded as a guy who's going to leave a group, but at the same time, you don't want to, you know, shirk your family off. Uh, in those situations, you know, that mine's a roll of the dice, a lot of times, I've, I've, I've it just depends on how the vibe is going, if the group is going really well, I may go grab dinner a little bit later. I may bring dinner in here. But if the group is just kind of chugging along and barely making it through things, I'll just, you know, as a warlock, I have the added benefit of being able to lock somebody inside the instance so I can, you know, quickly just help out and say, look, I need to replace myself, guys. I've got to go to dinner. So let's find somebody. I'll lock some of them. And that typically happens pretty quickly.
1: Right. And, you know, obviously the most important thing is to just be polite and use your manners. Because we've had been in situations where it wasn't just the group was, wasn't was working out. was that one person wasn't making the cut, and we had to basically ask them to leave. And if you do have to do that, just try to make your statement generic possible, saying, okay, we're going to try something different. You know, thank them, obviously, for their time. Just, you know, don't forget your pleas and thank yous and your manners.
0: Right, and we had something like that happen the other day when we had to replace a, uh, a death knight. And we replaced him with a guildie, and we all kind of hemmed and hawed about what we should do, how should we approach to to replace this person. And in the end, it was something that um, one of our guildmates just very kindly and respectfully said, "Hey, you know, you've done a great job. We're trying something different. And we want to bring in one of our own guildmates." And, uh, and the guy was like, "Hey, I totally understand. I get it." And he was, you know, quite happy to depart at that point. So that was that was something interesting. I remember I was all ready to be like, hey, let's do some drama, and get rid of them, and, <laughs> uh, and, and everybody else said, no, 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 let's let's do this the right way. So that that really helped out, and it does really really help in a group if you're just you remember it, you know it's nice. You'd be nice. It's not a, it's not like the game is a playground. You're not gonna run into a little playground name calling fights and everything else that happens on a playground these days. And if it does erupt, which I've seen it erupt, the best thing I do is just ignore the comments. You know, I may talk about it to guildies, but I don't talk about it in the party.
1: You know, there's really no point in insulting someone if their DPSI is enough telling them that they suck or they don't know how to play. It's really kind of counterproductive to go into name-calling.
0: When you're running your own group and you're trying to put your group together... Um, you have to know what you want ahead of time. You have to know your objective ahead of time. Then you've got to bring in people who are sharing that common objective. If you know you want to go defeat a particular boss with a particular heroic setting and you know certain elements ahead of time, if you know that that's what you want to do, whether it's a timed run or a certain uh, number of, of drakes left up or whatever the case might be, you have to find other people who actually share that goal and I know a lot of times it can be really tough putting together a group to accomplish that type of goal uh... you've got to get the people who agree with you to agree with the same goal you have to get the appropriate classes once those appropriate classes are, are done there you have to make sure you're not pushing your own agenda on them and I, by, by that I mean hey we need to have this done in the next 45 minutes or else we can't go uh, that's something that gets frowned upon by, by a lot of people myself included Um, I don't like to be brought into a scenario and say, hey, we're going to run this real quick, but we have to run it within 10 minutes or, or we're not going to be able to do it at all. And it's like, well, wait a minute. You know, I am right in the middle of mining or fishing or doing auction house or whatever I was doing at the time. I just, I don't like somebody else's schedule forced onto me.
1: Exactly. And what happens if you do wipe a couple of times and it's been 30 minutes or 45 minutes or whatever, and you think you might be able to do it one or two more times... And no, the person has to go, so you have to find and replace them or just disband the group.
0: Right, then it all ends up being for nothing, really, if you're wiping on the end boss. You know, then it's, you've wasted the last, literally wasted the last 45 minutes of your time, or however long it's taken, because you can't get the fat loot that that boss has. Another thing to remember when you put together a group is don't be greedy. While you do have to have your own goals and your own aspirations in mind... You have to remember that they're not unique in the world of Warcraft. Other people share those same goals that you have. So you cannot set yourself up, for instance, as the master looter and decide as you're going through just like we talked about before, you can't go through and start changing the rules to have it benefit you or anybody else. One of the things that I did, I ran a particular instance, I don't can't even recall the instance right now, but as I was going through the instance, I noticed that I was the only non guildy in there. Everybody else was in the same guild. And so, I'm thinking to myself, you know what? I don't have a prayers chance of getting anything out of this particular instance. Um, it was not the case. I did get some good drops out of the instance, but I really thought going in there that I was doing, simply because the Master Looter was a guildmate of everybody else. So, you know, it's something you just can't, you, know, you can't be greedy while you're setting up.
1: Well, speaking of grouping, um, we were going to talk about our add-on for the week. And this week it was... It is AB Helper, which is good for Arathi Basin and Eye of the Storm. Now the functions of it are good for you in two different ways. It gives you a menu type pop-up on your screen that gives you a good visual of what nodes are being controlled and the timer for them. You know, for Arathi Basin, if, they're, if you're waiting on that countdown for it to go to the faction, it will tell you that. Also, when you click on the buttons, it automatically says an in BG, either incoming to the node if it's something that your faction controls, or it tells your other team players to attack that one. So instead of having to go, you know, enter slash BG and type incoming to mine, you can just click on the button and it does it automatically. So it saves a lot of time and it helps things go a little smoother. Um, oh, that
0: sounds great.
1: It really is. I'm a big fan of it. Um, so it's A-B helper, and it does work in Eye of the Storm, too.
0: You know, we were doing an instance, and it was COS, or Culling of Strat, where we go in and you have to kill all the ghouls and zombies and everybody else. And it got me thinking, you know, what is calling? What's that mean?
1: Well, the Calling of home it is when Arthas goes into home and... The people that aren't infected, and he goes in and kills the people. Culling is usually used to talk about animals, actually. Um, more, more often to talk about reducing the size of a herd by getting rid of the weaker animals. But it's also used in the context of purging out an infectious disease among animals so it doesn't spread.
0: So it's oh, kind of so interesting. Kinda makes- yeah, it makes perfect sense because you're trying to kill off the, the plague.
1: Exactly. They're trying to get rid of the plague, but they're using a term that you normally use for cattle on a town of people.
0: Well, it kind of it de- de- uh, dehumanizes it for us players out here, us sensitive ones.
1: Exactly. Uh, now, you had a pretty good auction house tip for us this week, didn't you, Root?
0: Yeah, you know, I always have a good auction house tip, I think. Of course but- you do. Yeah, my this one this week kind of involves a little bit of out of game research prior to getting in the game. As always, we preface this by saying that you want to have the auctioneer add on and you want to be scanning the auction house on a daily basis. Having said that, this is an out of game tip that you then bring into the game, and what I call it is patch note mining. You can look online on the on the upcoming patch notes. You can go to additional websites that have more information about those patch notes. And when you start mining those, what you're going to do is look for things that are about to change, about to come up, Uh, something that's going to occur in the next patch that might make a particular material or object suddenly have more value than it did before. Once you have that knowledge and that information, you can go out and start farming that particular object or that item, stock it up, Throw it in your bank as many as as you can possibly get. Keep putting them in your bank until that particular patch comes out. Because once that patch comes out, something that was selling for a couple gold one day can suddenly sell for hundreds of gold the very next day. So you might be able to go in the auction house and start buying those items up as well. So you have a a huge stockpile of these particular items. Case in point, there is a new recipe coming out for blacksmithing. It's for the Titan Steel Spellblade. This is an epic one-handed casting dagger this is going to be for castings or for casters and this particular recipe is available from the trainer so the recipe is not a big deal to get this weapon is going to be in very high demand it is the only boe epic weapon that a warlock and mage can get so level 450 blacksmith people are going to start be looking for things the titan steel spell bait is composed of three different items number one obviously is its namesake yeah the titan steel bar it requires six of those you also need six infinite dusts and two frozen orbs. So you can pretty much guarantee that the price on the on those three objects, Titan Steel, Bar, Infinite Dust, and Frozen Orbs, is going to absolutely skyrocket because suddenly they're gonna be in high demand because blacksmiths are gonna be making these Titan Steel spell blades and selling them at enormous prices to warlocks and mages.
1: And if people are looking to gather their own mats then they're going to need other people to craft the Titan Steel since you can only do it every 24 hours. So I would assume even just keeping an eye out on Trade Channel for, pe- for people looking to pay you for that cooldown.
0: That's right. Absolutely right. And don't you have an engineering tip for us this week?
1: I do. I learned something this week. Now, the trainer gives a recipe for the Wary 4000, which is an epic gun, and I had said to myself, I don't need the gun. I never bothered to purchase that recipe. But then I started paying attention to auction house prices and it goes at least in R bound for about a thousand gold. Wow. Whereas the mats, even though even if I were to go out and just buy them all at the auction house instead of farming them, I'm only gonna spend about five or six hundred. So that's a very easy flip.
0: So you're telling me you're going to spend five or 600 gold for materials to make a gun that's going to sell for 1,000 gold?
1: Exactly. Wow,
0: you'd be doing that all day.
1: It takes about all day to get the mats. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Go figure. Go figure. Good. And, you know, we look at the patch notes that come up every week, and they tend to progress as we get closer to actual patch release, actual the next patch that comes out. And even though, as we said earlier in the show, that the 3.1 patch is available for download, and even though we are going to be talking about some patch notes that are on the on the uh, player test realm, keep in mind that these may or may not actually make it into the final patch. We won't know that until the patch notes are revealed in the actual patch when it goes live for us. But some of the patch notes that we, that we looked at and wanted to kind of bring to everybody's attention are some kind of fundamental changes here and there in the game. Nothing really major with classes that we're going to talk about. Um, there are a lot of changes coming with classes, I just don't like really talking about those. We've talked more about the interface and gameplay changes that they are coming out with. Uh, one of them is a new feature has been added that will allow players to allocate talent points before confirming they'd like to spend them. So what that means is, you can look at a particular build, see how you're going to do it, say okay I like having all these points in this location. Or I don't, let me remove these points and put them over here. You can build the spec or a talent spec that you want to build out and then click a button to actually spend your points. Uh, I can remember going through one of my particular respecs and accidentally clicking on something I didn't need. And I'm like, oh, you know what? Great. You know, now I can't spend a point somewhere else where I needed to spend a point.
1: Exactly. You have to pay again for a respec that you just paid for. So that... That passion is long overdue.
0: Right. So this is going to be something that's going to be great for players. You're going to be happy. Are you happy with the build? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. Boom. Now you're going to spend your talent points. And with dual specs coming out, that's something that's going to save a lot of money when you're trying to get what two dual specs you want set up when you run it. It's going to save a ton of time, a ton of money. The calendar is now going to support a guild-wide sign-up sheet, which will allow anybody who's organizing something to invite their entire guild to that event. We talked earlier about putting groups together, and uh, in our guild, we're trying to set a particular uh, server time when we all get together to do raids and instances. And this is something now we can just throw it on the calendar and invite the whole guild. If you make it, great. If you don't, so what? We're moving on without you. Awesome. <laughs> the other one I like. The other one I like is class roles, like damage or tanking or healing, have been added to the looking for group feature. This means that when you're sorting through things, the class roles are going to be displayed when you're looking for the Looking For More. So now when I'm looking in in my Looking For More group, I can see that there's a priest there. Now I can tell ahead of time, is this priest holy or are they shadow? That's going to save me a lot of time when I'm putting together the group, the actual group that I want to put together. And the mini-map has also been optimized for better performance. Now it's going to have a display for vehicles, class colors, not just a little blue dot running around anymore, and it have some off-map pings that have been added. So it's going to be more functional to see where things are happening, who's what, where, where they're at sitting on your map. You'll be able to see the, the, the classes in different colors. You'll be able to see vehicles moving around. It's going to be a lot more useful tool than it already is.
1: You know what else is coming out? Is that they're going to be giving you a warning when you're entering a dungeon that it's going to have a lockout timer. It's going to warn them that they're going to be saved to the instance. And also giving an option to port out to the nearest graveyard... Um, and we know there's been some drama with joining a group and you don't realize that this person's locked to an instance that they've already done most of it and you can't do it for another week, like next. Um, but this will give you a nice timer that will give you the option to leave if you do not want to be locked down to it. Yeah, and speaking of dungeons, they are actually adding new dungeon maps for all of the Wrath of the Lich King dungeons. And that just sounds pretty awesome to me because that's one of the things I hate about dungeons is going in there. Not knowing where I am, where I'm going, or how far away I am from the exit.
0: Then um, you smack the map key and it shows you like the bird's eye view of the entire continent.
1: Exactly. A um, lot
0: of useful that is.
1: Exactly. Not very useful. So I'm excited to see how that's going to work out. Um, and the last one is you're not going to be able to fail when you are mining, herbing, or skinning. So pretty much the gathering skills, if you get something that's orange, you're not going to go through that gesture of... Go- of Gathering and then getting nothing out of it I have to do it over again.
0: Yeah, that's something that I'm still teetering on both sides of. I can understand the benefit of it. I can understand the the need to get you know through that uh, that that element of the game. But to me, there's just something about if, if something is beyond your skill measure or just on the edge of your skill measure, failing is going to happen in real life. I, it's something I kind of liked about it. We smack. You know, I'm a miner and I'm smacking on a, on, on some ore. And if I fail to get it out of there, it's well, just because I'm improving my level on it. And I, you know, I might miss that actual that actual thing, but I might be you know, one of ten people in the entire game who miss it.
1: There are even some MMOs where you can fail on crafting an item, and when you do, you lose the map. There are even some MMOs that you can fail at crafting, and you will lose the mats that you were using to craft that. So you have to kind of start all over again.
0: And I can remember back when I played EverQuest, Uh, when you would learn a new spell, and that spell would actually fizzle on you until you had had acquired a proficiency for that particular spell. So it added to me more of a realism to the game. So this is something I think, like I said before, me and nine other people are going to miss. Hey, Freckleface, guess what? What? A funny thing happened to me the other day while I was playing World of Warcraft. Did it? It did. We were uh, posed to go into Gundrak. And I was hanging out by the by the summoning stone out there, and me and my little wa- no no warlocks hanging out there. And I look over, and there is a female gnome warlock. Now number one, that's kind of a strange thing to see in the game anyhow. Like you know, warlocks in our realm are just few and far between. And to see a female gnome warlock, that's that's just a rarity in and of itself. And this particular warlock was named Bell. B-E-L-L Bell. And so I come on next to her... And I'm standing there... And I say hello... She says hello... So I start doing my little flirt emotes... And so she starts doing her little flirt emotes... And it was kind of fun... You know, a little banter back and forth... Kind of cute... And I said, you know what... I'm going to make my own... My own little flirt up to her... So I sent her a little save... Because she was in group... And I was in group... So I sent a little a little, little save... And I said... Being a no, That I wanted to tinker with her bell... And I thought that was just pretty cute of me... And then I thought to myself... Well, surely being a gnome, and she's probably heard this time and time again. So I said, you've probably heard that 100, 200 times. She says, no, that's actually honestly the very first time I've heard that. She goes, I'm really rolling on the floor laughing about that. So we continue to do a little more, you know, playing back and forth, and I've cast my forge last sleep, and I lay down and fall asleep. Well, she did the same thing. So there we were, sitting by the summoning stone, both sound asleep, and at that exact moment, her night elf guildmate shows up, Casts a gasp. He does the whole physical body. What's going on? While he sees us down there, she's now going. Oh my gosh! And she gets up and runs around. And it just felt like you know my teenager getting busted by mom and dad. Yeah, you know, it was just really <laughs> bad when I was there. It was kind of all kind of awkward at the very end. What turned out to be kind of cute little thing turned out to be kind of awkward. And the guy kind of he kind of railed me a little bit for for doing that. But it was it's all in good fun, you know. So, folks, for for more information and more daily shortcasts, visit us online at hearthcast.com. You can send in show requests, questions, comments, uh, requests to actually be on our show, whether it be an interview or an actual guest appearance on our show. Just let us know. We'll talk to you about that next week. What are we talking about next week, uh, Freckleface?
1: We are talking about professions and how they work in the community.
0: So kind of a, not just exact, we're not doing like, like, like mining guides though, right? This is kind of like how they interact together with different things.
1: Exactly. This is how basically as one character, how you're dependent on everyone's different professions and how you can benefit from different professions.
0: Wow. I am so looking forward to that as I'm sure the rest of our listeners are. And hey, we want to thank you for your time. If you need to get a hold of us, our email address, as always, is contribute at hearthcast.com. So for myself and Freckleface, we thank you for listening.
1: And we'll see you next Tuesday.
0: Take care.